Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I'm here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is how to include a theme in your fiction and characters. So this is this is going to be about how to work with a theme and then tying your characters into that theme, right, Holly? Exactly. Okay, well, before we get into that, let's do what we always do and talk about our weeks. All right. This week has been a really good week. Um, I managed to get eight hours of fiction writing in so far this week. And after we do the show today, I'm going to do another two. (laughs) Um, I did something really cool that I've never done before. Uh, I broke out a concise outline of, um, let me see, the hero's journey which is not a process I have ever used before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was, in order to learn how to use it, I'm doing a consult with someone. And I worked through the process for that person uh, or the the story that that person wants to, to write and built it to the hero's journey. Yeah, so you, what you mean by that is you were working with a, another writer. They were mm-hmm. consulting you about what to do. Exactly. And uh, he's trying to build a story uh, in a genre he's not familiar with and to an audience that he hasn't reached before. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to kind of show him how to how to get what he wants out of it, I, I pulled out this the the how to the, the hero's journey plot, I put the thing together in a few hours, and discovered that I want to go through the Ohio novels now, and do each story outline for those using the hero's journey. And the hero's journey is from where? Um, John W. Campbell initially, where he fig- he went through all of like this epic and great literature from the past, and the hero's journey is a structure. It is one of a multitude of different ways in which you can build a story so that it hangs together and so that it engages the reader. It just happens to be one I'd never used before. Yeah. And uh, going through it, I discovered that I absolutely love it. Having put together the concept notes for uh, my client, I then decided that I'm going to go through and just before I do the type-in of the first Ohio novel, I'm going to re-outline it in the Hero's Journey format just to make sure that I've hit all of the beats. And then I am building a hero's journey outline for the second novel. And um, I am I am really excited about this. It is a new way of approaching something that I have been doing in a less structured fashion. Yeah. And I think just for a while, I think I'll have a little bit of fun with the structure. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. That's what we tell everybody is to keep trying new things. Don't get stuck in the rut. I mean, you see, well, I mean, you're, 
aren't on social media quite that much, but I have seen like a bunch of people like with their hero's journey outline. It's it, that's the one that's like in a circle and then it shows like all the different there yeah. you can do it you can you can show it in a circle um yeah. mine is just a linear thing well yeah um, yeah but the but, the circle i think is just prettier or whatever when people oh, yeah. are are photographing it for instagram so that's what i tend to see a lot of oh but, okay yeah that would make sense it would be yeah. much prettier than my ugly ass outline <laughs> yeah but i'm very excited to see what you come up with so um you got eight hours worth of of writing you're and, working with something that's new for you yeah, Did you... and I'll have another two hours by the end of today. Yes, yeah. So ten hours for a week, which is the best fiction week I've had in quite some time. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of your 2020 um, goals is yeah. to focus on the fiction. Fiction comes first. Right. Which it should for you. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's time, man. It's time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I I was doing the, the revision of um, The House on Andrews Ave., and very exciting for me. I got eight new scenes. Um, well, eight scenes revised. It's just unfortunate that they all happen to be new scenes. So, because I, I, I knew I was going to have to write a, a whole bunch of new scenes. But what's funny is with the focus outline, like the new um, improved, like everything, this is where this needs to be. This is where that needs to be. Outline. Every time I mark off one and I look at the next one, so far it has been a freaking new scene. And it's like, I, I, in some way it makes me happy because it's like, yeah, I get to do this right. I get to write a new scene. And, and you're still writing fiction, which is, you know, fun. Mm -hmm. But you also kind of want to be able to revise some of the shit you had before. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I want to, I've only revised, I think, two scenes. Mm -hmm. Because all of the rest of them, well, three, three, because one of them, but one of those three scenes was 90% new material. So it's just like, oh, God. And the funny thing is, my pile of pages, uh, you know, my, my revised pages keeps growing, but the pile of untouched material stays the same. So oh. it's incredibly frustrating to like be making so much good progress and then look to the left and my fucking thick ass stack of, of manuscript is has not shrunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, you're going to end up with a fatter, richer, cooler book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be much better. It's going to be a lot fatter than I thought it was, which is not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, so I got 18s done. I got a total of um, roughly 6,750 words. It's like just approximate, but that's all the new stuff. And I hit one of the milestones that I didn't even realize that I did at first. I'm, I'm over 10K worth of new material. I think it's like 13,000 plus words okay. of, of new material. And, you know, almost 7,000 of those were this week. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm delving more into the characters. Um, the changes that when you go through the how to revise your novel course, you spend so much time figuring out what you did wrong in that it's not what you, it's not the book that you wanted. 
that by the time you hit the cut and you're actually going in there and fixing stuff, all of that stuff is still in your head. It's also in your notes, so you can look back and, and check the notes, which I do. But it, I haven't had much use for them right now because every scene has been new material. Yeah. So, but at least all of the things I did wrong, the bigger things are in my head so that as I'm writing this new material, I'm getting more and more excited. I'm getting deeper into the world. And I, I found a way to make what I have want or make what I wanted in, in the book show up. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm betting as you get closer to the ending, you'll keep a lot more of the material and have a lot less new because yeah. as I remember you writing that, I remember you getting more excited as you got deeper into the book. Yeah. Well, because it was, it was coming together mm-hmm. and just made it richer, but, but I, I don't know. I just, I'm very excited. I am eager for the revision to be done in a way, um, but I'm also eager to continue doing it. It's, it's just the weirdest thing, but <laughs> I am not excited about how little that stack has gone down and how much my other stack has gone up. I mean, it's nearly an inch thick. (laughs) So um, that was my week. Let's go ahead and get into the topic today. Okay, so today's topic is how to include a theme in your fiction and characters. So Holly, let's get started. Okay, Uh, first off, let's visit the concept of what is your theme. Um, This is basically the reason you're telling the story. Um, Let's say that you want to write a romance novel. Then your theme is going to be something along the lines of of true love wins out over um, obstacles or or danger. Or uh, if you're writing a science fiction novel, it can be we can conquer the future, you know, or we can... We can be better than we are, or in any case, these these are themes. These are the line that runs through the story that makes you want to write the story in the first place. Um, the theme for the Ohio novel right now is uh, you can go home again, kind of. <laughs> with the kind of being, well, home isn't necessarily going to be the way you remembered it. And since this is a paranormal fantasy, we can kind of guarantee that. Mm-hmm. Then you you are bringing your own deeper meaning and your, your personal truth, what you have discovered from your own life, you are, are putting those into your story. Because, you know, I've, I've read unfortunately, an awful lot of how to write books that are specifically, well, how to grind out same novel after same novel. I have read some really good how to write books that explain you really need to pull from your own existence. And that is the way that I teach too, is you pull from your own life. You pull from everything that you've ever done right and everything that you have ever done wrong, every time you ever fell down and hurt yourself or broke your heart, all of that goes into your life. So all of it should find its way in little separate, unidentifiable pieces into your fiction. Um, and then you take a look at what you hope will 
will reach the readers. You want you want to give them the kind you know the same kind of takeaway we do that for the episodes. Yeah. You want to give your readers a takeaway. You want to give them something at the end that that is I don't know powerful or uplifting or life changing or life affirming or, or scares the crap out of them or <laughs> whatever it is that that allows them to keep something from the book inside. Yeah. And the theme is that thing. The theme, what they take away from it, is going to be some version of the theme that you put into it. And it's, it is when the story is done, it's what you walk away from. And you say, well, yeah, that's, that, that book mattered to me when I wrote it because it means this to me now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the easiest way to describe kind of a theme is that people make it very complex. It's like people who don't understand what plot is. It's when you're a beginner, I know, especially like I struggled with plot and then I struggled with theme and you, you make it out to be something more complex than it than it is, even though it's, it's it can be incredibly complex in a great way. Mm-hmm. But at the very core of it, it's pretty simple. Yeah. You know, it's, it's why the book matters. Right. Why, why are you doing this in the first place? And if you don't have an answer for that, take the time to come up with one because why, why you are writing this story, this story you are working on right now, instead of the absolutely infinite number of other things you could be writing and beyond that, the absolutely infinite number of other things you could be doing with your time that is not writing. Um, you, you need a good reason why. You need to know why this story matters to you right now. Because the reason that you find, the, the thing that brings you to the table to tell this story right now is going to be the thing that is going to find you your readers. Um, yeah. 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 Especially that. if you're putting a lot of yourself into the book, oh, because then the people who relate are are going to most likely be your kind of people. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's just the more you, you put of yourself in the book and in the themes and in what you believe in the book, the, the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah. If you if you do not respect the people for whom you are ostensibly writing this book that's going to come through yeah you need to you need to love your perfect readers yeah you need to to understand that you and they are going to share these deep relationships in what in how how we see the world my readers who who the, the my readers and i'm using that not as people who read my books but as the people who read my books and love them. Um, because there are going to be a lot of people who read your books and give you one or two star reviews because they picked up the book for all the wrong reasons. It was misidentified or whatever. Um, but the people who love your work are people who share the way you think. And there is something damn near magical about that, that, that you are finding people with whom you could be you know, friends that that love stuff that you love that have that share these same passions and these same fears and these same moments of pain that you put on the page they can relate to that yeah and that is that is this 
kind of growing of this small human community of people who understand each other, even if you never meet in person. Yeah. And how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the coolest thing, too, is that it's, it's also you can end up touching people long after you're gone, is yeah. that your words can end up making a difference in somebody else's life, even when you're not around anymore. Hi, this is Rebecca. I'm just going to take a moment to talk to Holly about the How to Write a Novel sale that's going on until January 31st. Uh, that's 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when it stops. Yeah. Okay, right. so January 31st, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She is, She has a special kind of deal going on with the How to Write a Novel course. And why don't you kind of explain a little bit about that? Okay, it's. Um, I'm calling it the Chinese menu sale. Uh, it's not... A discounted sale but um, I, I Chinese food is like one of my favorite foods of all time so and the menu is a cool concept where you can pick like two items from one thing and one item from another thing and, and a third item from something else and from these different columns and then you get all of that stuff for one price and the, the things that you can pick are in it it's like some of your clinics or well, all of mm -hmm. the clinics are on option a option right. b is like uh how to motivate yourself how to um, find discipline. i don't have the menu with me right now yeah no but, that's fine that's fine yeah, uh, uh, but all of the courses that you have up there the smaller ones all yeah everything except for the big courses you know you have to pick some you can't have all of them but you can pick a couple and then when you buy How to Write a Novel, you get uh, the stuff that you picked added in for free. Yeah. And one of the things in there also is a deeply, deeply discounted um, revision by my husband, Matt Trano, who is uh, a content editor and a really good one. He's been working with me for 25 years. So. Yeah, the only caveat to that is that it has to be the book that you wrote with How to Write a Novel. So Exactly, and it yeah. has to be revised before yes. he, he will see it. <laughs> yes, so that was it. We just wanted to let you guys know that we do have that sale going on, and we, we wanted to let you guys know now because it's you know still January. It's still time to set your intentions for the year. It's still time to go ahead and, and really take a leap and get your novel written. Absolutely. Okay, so that takes us to what are the elements of this theme? And you start with the good part. Now, I'm going to go opposite what I'm actually doing with the Ohio novel, and I'm going to go with You Can Never Go Home Again, um, where some character is going back to a place that he loved and... Uh, discovers that discovers that it isn't the same as in his memory. But the, you start with the good part, which is well, okay. What what does he discover that is strong or powerful to him? And and uh, I'm going to say that you know the town is as he remembered it. It's uh, a beautiful town. The people are friendly. Um, the air smells right. The grass smells right. All of the stuff that I've been discovering from being back here. Um, and then you look at what are the problems to overcome. And if, you're, if your hero's journey is to go home, to return to, this, to something that was lost in the past, then the problems to be overcome are going to be, well, the people that he remembered from being there are gone. Um, you know, if, if you lived in an area and you go back 40 years later, Pretty much everybody that you ever loved is not going to be there anymore. 
Yeah. You know, your your grandparents are gone, your cousins are gone, your everybody is everybody's gone. <laughs> so you're starting over from scratch and it's home but it's not home. Um and then you look at what is the cost to the characters? And this is going to be what did this guy leave behind? Um, familiarity, a network, a job, um, people that he knew in the old place. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said what did he leave behind and what was the cost? So you're saying the cost of moving back to where he wanted to be home again and what he left behind at you know the previous place. Right, but there are also going to be costs in the new place, in discovering, um, in, in realizing that part of what he remembered from this place he loved cannot be there anymore because the people who made it the place it was are, you know, have all died off or have moved away or, um, yeah, or you know, it's he has gone through a magical portal <laughs> and the thing that... that was true about the place he loved is only partially true in the new place, you know, if you're going to write a fantasy novel. Um, and then you have to determine in your theme, what's the outcome of this going to be? Is he going to triumph over the pain of what has changed? Is he going to come out stronger and better and and happier from defining uh, a, a new normal for home is he going to create some new life uh is he going to return to the old place discovering that the home he remembered is not worth what he left behind yeah i mean there are a multitude of different things you can do with a theme yeah it's it's how you want to end it how how you want to have his story finish itself and what you want to say with it right right and and it is all of this has to come out of you and your essentials what what is meaningful to you and deep and powerful and uh, funny and weird and <laughs> because a theme can be a theme doesn't have to be something big and dark and ponderous and heavy um a a theme could be something as simple as hey uh, my new candy is going to change the world mm. It, yeah, seriously, you know, some light, fluffy little little uh, child invents a new kind of candy and uh, becomes the hero of the school after being picked on for, you know, as, as some weird little nerd for the previous few years. It's, it's what matters to the character. It's what matters to you. Okay, so the next thing we're going to look at then is how do you show this through your characters. And in almost all stories, there are many characters rather than just one. So you, in, in most cases, you're going to want to have a character who is the for argument of the theme, uh, the for argument for moving home again. You're going to have someone who is close to this character who is going to be the against argument for going back to this place that they both left behind. Um, you are going to want to, you're going to want to create actions that prove the parts that are good for your pro side of your theme. And then you're also going to want 
actions that are going to prove the truth for the against side of the theme, for the, for characters to be able to do things and say things and show things that that give strength to the fact that, no, this isn't all good, that there are going to be prices to be paid and costs for making a change. Why don't you take the, the theme that you've come up with, with the, the story, the the, antith the antithesis of your, your Ohio novel, which was okay. you can't go home again. Why right. don't you take that and, and give an example of, because this is how to tie the character and the character's actions into theme. So give an example on either end of that. Okay. All right. So let's say that we have the character who is the one who wants to go home again, um, but who is discovering that he can't because this is the antithesis of the you can go home again argument. Mm -hmm. um, he is he is discovering that what mattered to him, what he thought mattered to him most is people that he was anticipating running into again in this place. That he was pretty sure that it's it's a small town. There were going to be people there that he knew and that, that he was going to come back as this this guy who had done great things and then who was going to be recognized by old friends long lost, long left behind, and they would be able to pick up where they left off. And in fact, he finds himself a stranger. He has not discovered anybody he knows. And the person, okay, so there's... Um, when he moves There's, back into his neighborhood, maybe that could that could be the first one of the <clears throat> first actions is that actually that's a really good idea. He could move back into the actual, not the same house. That would be a little. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't. And, I would do the same thing if I if I had had a, a good childhood and there was a house that I that I wanted and cared about and felt at home at. I yeah. could totally see trying to buy that house again. Yeah. But I'm going to say that he didn't because my, my character in the Ohio novel actually does go back yeah. to her, her original house. So I want to do something a little different here. Um, so he's going to go back to the same neighborhood. And this time, it's a, it's a mixed neighborhood. Um, there are some big houses. There are some small houses. There um, might be a few little businesses scattered through it now that weren't there before. There used to be houses there, but part of it's gone a little bit commercial. And he buys a place on the same street where he lived before, but he buys the big house because he's done well. And so he gets the big house, this gorgeous old 1835 Victorian, magnificent, has been all redone or has been all kept up. So it's pretty much original, just awesome. And he goes back thinking that all of the people he knew before are going to see him and see that he's this great guy who did these great things and he has come back to make his little town magnificent and there's no one there yeah there's in the a, neighborhood when he first moves right. in is, that's an action is that he doesn't know the neighbors and that's right. it's just a very small step because you don't know as the reader where it's going to go you don't know but you know that okay he's upset he's disappointed because yeah, he went to his best friend's house he went to the place that was, you know, that was. They, these two guys used to live across the street from each other. And so they were, and now he's not across the street from that house anymore. But he and his best friend 
lived right across the street, and now he's he's at the corner, and it's like five houses away and on the other side of the street. And he walks down the street and he knocks on the door, and he asks, you know what, well, you know, I used to live here. Do you know what happened to Bob? Stanley. It's Stanley, so it isn't Bob, so that I'm not driving you crazy. Thank you. <laughs> he says, do you know what happened to Stan? And the people say, Stan who? Yeah. And, and that's a neat indication, too, because the people who are saying, you know, Stan who, that means that it, it's it's kind of showing how it's not a close-knit community anymore. Because, of course, if they knew who he right. was, then that kind of leads to the other end of the spectrum but but the theme is you can't go home again so the idea just that one simple small change right help feeds into helps feed into the to that theme and that is that is a because he's been counting on this he had he had played this in his head a, a million times while he was doing good things and making money and developing some sort of of a thing that mattered to him and succeeding at it. And now he has gone home so that he can be this guy in that place. And the one person that he most wanted to meet not only isn't, isn't there, but the people who live there now have no clue who he ever was. And that is, that's a soul crushing thing. Yeah. There's, there's other ways that you can show this kind of thing, too, is that if you have him even small, like if you have him driving around and, you know, the, the, the people that used to, because I lived in a small town when I was little, uh, you would drive past somebody, you'd wave. I, I live in a small town now. What the hell am I talking about? And people wave, people smile, people, you know, they, they do all that stuff. And when he's there, maybe people on the road don't wave at each other anymore. Maybe they're honking their horns. Maybe they're less they're less patient with each other. Right. The just town, a little, let's say it's gotten bigger. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it could just be the same. It could be the exact same size, but it's just the the, the community part has left. The, the, the community feeling, the feeling of everybody knowing each other, the feeling of neighbors knowing neighbors, because they don't necessarily anymore. Oh, yeah, so, that, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just kind of like a way to to put that into the theme. You can't go home again. Okay, well, you know, traffic is, is worse when he's driving in, and he thinks maybe it's just rush hour or something, but he notices it's not as friendly of an atmosphere. And mm -hmm. then maybe when he is out doing something to his lawn or checking the mail. He waves at somebody, you know, a different neighbor, not the one that, you know, he spoke to about Stan. And they look at him bizarrely. or Like he, he grew a second head. Yeah. Yes. And he goes grocery shopping. And while he's in there, he notices that the grocery store is now a name brand um, grocery store. It's not a mom and pop place. And it's also... It, it feels sterile. more sterile. Yeah, that was the word in my head, too. Yeah. And also, people aren't stopping in the aisles and chatting. They aren't talking. They aren't... That There isn't that homey feeling anymore. So it's yeah. just little things like that. Like the post office, the USPS post office person doesn't come to the door, doesn't knock on the door, doesn't talk to him. It just leaves the package on the, on the doorstep. Mm -hmm. Little things like that help tie into that theme those are the actions that your character can do so is what is the next part okay so then after you have you have done your this is this is for him this is going to be showing the bad mm -hmm. then you have to bring in another care uh, you have the character who is presenting the pro of the same argument 
And this is going to be someone who had a crush on him when they were in school together. He didn't even see her. She was, she was someone who, who just didn't even blip on his radar. And let's say they were in junior high school together because, you know, at that point you're actually starting to build some relationships that might last a little longer than the 15 minutes of, of, of young childhood. Um, and at some point, like maybe at the midpoint break of the book, he bumps into her and he doesn't recognize her, but she recognizes him. And she has kind of known who he was, and she never mattered to him, so she isn't on his radar or something good about this town. But she, maybe they were on classmates.com or something together, and they both graduated from the same high school, and she's kind of followed along on his career. Not a stalkery thing, just this guy she had a crush on, and, you know, she sort of wanted to know. And she sees him, she recognizes his face, she, and she calls him by name. And it's the first good thing that, that has happened where somebody knows in this town who he is. And he didn't have to seek him out. They found him just by accident. But all of a sudden, she casts a positive light that maybe gives him some sort of hope that even though he made a mistake, even though you can't truly go home again, you can go home for the first time. So then after you've done that, you have actions that prove the bad and you have actions that prove the good. And now he is going to, his actions initially are going to be proving the bad. He's going to be flailing around trying to make this place the place he remembers. And you can't change the place. Yeah. But he wants to fit it into this mold of his childhood memory. And he's going to do things like digging around trying to find people he knew. Um, like trying to discover the history of his house so he can talk about it to, to the neighbors who, because the neighborhood has changed, don't care. It's just this one neighborhood, though, that has really changed. It was it kind of went upscale or something, and all the old people, the people who couldn't afford to live there anymore, moved away, and then a different class of people came in, and it's not the people that he loved. It turns out, is as he goes on, you prove the good, um, that there are still places, there are still pockets, where there are people who knew him, like this girl. Um, who is now uh, a somewhat more attractive woman? We're not going to make her stunning, but but she's going to be kind of she's going to become special to him. Um, and I guess they're going to fall in love because apparently this is that kind of a story. But he's not <clears throat> even going to realize until the midpoint break that somebody there actually knows him and gives a shit about him, and that is going to be the point where the theme changes around. Um, and it still does prove you can't go home again. Yeah. It's not going to be the same place. It can't be the same place. But if you understand what mattered about the place the first time and can find those same things mattering again, then it can become home. Yeah. It just, yeah. Um, and so then you go, you prove that you do, you have your character take actions that prove the good part of the theme. You have your action, your character take actions that prove the bad part of the theme. And then you have a, a climactic conflict 
between the characters where it's his house, his big gorgeous house that's costing him kind of a lot of money is, is not making him happy. And he is talking with the girl who secretly loves him. And she hasn't even come out with that yet. We're getting towards the end of the book here now. And she has not even let him know that she has been in love with him since seventh grade. Um, yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this sounds like something I would do. Um, and she has not let him know this. And he's talking about, look, you know, this is, it's so cool to be here with you, but the house is costing me a, a fortune. It's not, I don't like my neighbors. They don't, they don't even wave. And, and she said, she says, well, I have a little house, but it's big enough for two. <laughs> and she kind of in that way comes on to him kind of lets on that she isn't just this kind of disinterested friend that she that he matters to her um and then there's this this thing where he he hasn't looked at her that way at all and it also shows that it hasn't it's it's he hasn't opened his eyes enough to the good parts that he's still stuck in that mentality of this isn't what he thought it was going to be instead right. of noticing that, you know, maybe you can't go home again, but you can still create what you wanted, but you have to look for it in the right places. He's doing all the wrong things to find out, to, to find and create what he wants. Yeah. He thought that going home and being rich was going to be the thing that made people want to like him that that he was he was this guy who when he left went out to conquer the world and then come back and prove to people that he wasn't whatever he was this nerdy little dude or this this people that that everyone kind of thought was dumb because he had a stutter or that there was something that made him not able to, 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 he loved the town. He had friends there, but it made him not able to be good enough in his own eyes to the people who were around him. He wanted to be the hero. Mm -hmm. And so he went away to conquer the world and then come home and be the rich guy who, who bought the biggest, most beautiful house in town. And it didn't give him what it, he thought he was going to get out of it and he's and so he is crushed by that and is getting ready to just sell the place and you know go find some place else you know and, and his dream he thinks his dream is dead and in that moment she come she tells him no you know the this place is still here you're just in the wrong part and why don't you come over to you know where I am and walk around the neighborhood with me and and talk to some of the people in my neighborhood because mine is still the old town mine is still the place you remember it's just it, it's just there's this little piece of it left that you can still have you just can't live in the big house to be there you have to be you not this big fancy version of you that you wanted everybody to see yeah it, and that that's kind of neat because again it pulls back into that theme is he he is going to come home you can't go back to what you were 
but it's what you were that mattered mm-hmm. you know so it's it's kind of it, it's neat that it's there are these contradictions at play within this story that if you want you know home was inside of you home is the person that you were home is the relationships that you have and build and work on and when you left you left all that behind and when you came back you thought it was all going to still be there but it wasn't yeah th- so but you have to work it on was, it exactly he thought it was all going to be there in spite of the fact that he was different yeah he was trying to make himself someone that he wasn't and then he still wanted the same things he's had he had before yeah and he just wanted to be somebody different and you you kind of have to save the part of yourself that mattered when you were there before in order for home to still be there when you get back there and that's what he finds yeah that's what he learns at the climax yeah yeah so after the climax what's next okay so then you you do this climactic conflict between the characters and then you look at the outcome and how it affects both for the good and for the bad the characters so then our resolution for this thing would be so he sells the house to one of the horn honking assholes um because it's that's that's unfortunately the vibe that goes on in this neighborhood it has become a sort of closed off very rich person's thing where where nobody wants to know each other they all just want to be rich in the same spot and he goes back. I'm not going to say he's going to go all the way back to the trailer park. Um, he's going to go back to one of these small houses, one of these. And he and the girl he loves, that that who loves him and that he is discovering that he loves, walk through a neighborhood together. And they start talking about, well, you know, which one do you like? And they find a little house that needs a lot of work. Uh, it's It's older. It's not one of the grand mansions of the town, but it's neat. It's a little old Victorian, kind of ratty, and they start talking about, well, you know, what would you do with that one? Uh, And the owner comes out and says, it's for sale. And I think that's how I would end it. Yeah, I could see that. That's that's really nice because especially since it's, it's like tying in again to the theme is that you've got to work on on home being your home. Yeah. And it's literally a home that needs to be worked on. Exactly. So, you, you have to have some skin in the game. Yeah. Um, you have to build the thing you love. You can't just walk in and buy it. Because yeah. walking in and buy it, buying it is, is it makes kind you of, Yeah, it makes you as invested as every other rich person that lives in that neighborhood. Yeah. It's, it's, you got it. It isn't, it isn't that you didn't earn the money. You earned the money, but you didn't earn the passion and the emotion of whoever it was who fixed up that place in the beginning. Yeah. You know, who, who had their soul in it and mm-hmm. then and died or whatever. Yeah. It's, it, it was just a thing to be bought. Home can't be bought. Home has to be built and worked on. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Home has to be earned. Yeah. So yeah. what is there anything else after that? Um, no, other than the takeaway. Okay. So that's kind of like how to include the theme in both your fiction and then having your it tie in with your characters and the actions that they take and, the, and you know, the conversations they have and stuff like that. If you have any questions about this episode, if you want to go deeper into it, we've got forums. They're amazing. It's hollyswritingclasses.com and then just look for the Alone in a Room with Invisible People forums it's it's 
got our podcast on it. Go in, you know, hit the episode title and come in and talk about it. What what kind of themes, what are, what are the issues that you are having with theme? We also have a topic that is your questions, issues. If you have any questions, if you have any issues, if you're finding yourself running up against a wall or anything like that with your writing and you want us to kind of cover that topic, go into that, your, your questions and issues thread in the forum and let us know what it is that you're working on. Now, if we've already covered it, we can always send you, you know, to the appropriate podcast topic that we've, we've already covered, or, you know, our moderators might mention that, you know, here, here's a link because they're very good. But, but, but one thing I want to add is that even though we have covered a topic before, it is entirely possible that we haven't covered your angle on it. We can always elaborate. We can always elaborate if there was something that we didn't cover. So if you've listened to a podcast and you've had questions about it, let us know. Let us know that we didn't cover everything in that, in that area. Speaking of issues, we are still looking for some scenes to dissect for an episode. If you have a scene, probably about 500 words approximately, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit shorter, it has to be a full scene, can't just be an idea for a scene, it has to be a scene that has been written out and you're having an issue with it. So we're looking for trouble scenes that we can dissect and help you guys, help teach you guys how to dissect the scene yourself and and in the future and, and help you find the issues that you're having with it. So we've got a couple, we're looking for a couple more just so we can make it a full full length episode. You can find us on Instagram at Alone with Invisible People. You can find us on Twitter at A-I-A-R-W-I-P. You can find us on Facebook at Alone in a Room with Invisible People. And you can find our website at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. There are several ways to support the podcast. Obviously, purchasing any of Holly's courses or clinics, ebooks, any of those lessons, that through the affiliate links is just it doesn't cost you guys an extra penny and it supports the podcast because all of that goes into the pot. Well, you know, the, the commission goes into the podcast. You guys can support us on coffee. That's ko ficom forward slash alone, or you can just go in and there's like three different levels that you can do in as a one-time support. It's on alone with invisible people.com top right hand. There is a contribute to pay through, PayPal and there's three different levels. So I just want to say, um, that even sharing the podcast, sharing what you're doing, using a hashtag air whip, using a hashtag alone with invisible people, those also help. So every, while every dollar helps, every share helps. So Holly, what is the takeaway for this episode? Okay. Um, this turned out to be a lot deeper than I had anticipated it being. <laughs> um, because we we actually built uh, a really good, pretty much start to finish novel um, and developed the theme around it. And it is completely, completely different than the Ohio novel that I'm writing. And it it what you're doing is you just take the time to define you as the writer have, uh, to define the skin you have in the game. Um, That's your theme. And then you write not just one side of the argument, which would have been, you know, oh yeah, you you can't go home again. But then you show the other side of of the argument where, well, you can't necessarily go to the home you thought you were going to go back and conquer again, but 
you can go home again if you're going to make it home. You can't, it can't just expect it to be home, but you can make it home. Um, so you, you take time, you figure out all the sides of your argument, and then you write the ending that is true to all of your characters, where we had the guy, the girl who fell in love a long time ago, and the guy who gets a chance to fall in love at the beginning, and a house that cannot be bought, it has to be earned. A home. And yeah, a home, yeah, a home, be exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you can buy a house, but you have to earn home. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. That for that theme, that really fits. So whatever your theme is, if you're having an issue with coming up with other sides of it, or, or how else you might fit that into the character, go into the topic for this particular episode and th throw it out there. Tell everybody, hey, listen, this is the kind of the theme that I'm working towards. Can I narrow it down? Can I get more, spe more specific? Can you guys help me find the other opposite angles of these? What kind of actions would you take? Because the, uh, the forum is very active and people, you know, when you ask a writer a question and it's a good question, everybody's going to want to get their two cents in. So you're going to have a lot of people responding. Well, probably you're going to have a <laughs> decent amount of people responding and trying to help you figure out where to go with that or what their opinion is or what their view of that, that particular topic is. And that can help in the way of you're seeing the other opinions of other people with the same theme and that gives you more character ideas so yeah i i think that this this episode i'm hoping that this episode was was helpful it was a question in the forums and we really wanted to cover this topic because it's such a big important topic for folks and it can be very confusing and i hope that that this episode has helped kind of define a theme a little bit better and show you how how easy it can be how how deep you can get and how much you can put of yourself into it all right so that has been our episode for this week i'm just going to say we love you guys we'll you know we'll, we can't wait to talk with you guys in the forums and i will you know we'll, we'll see you next week holly yes have an awesome awesome week and write with joy <laughs>